world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. And you know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? <laughs> pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it. See? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, got some rumbling going on inside of me today. That's usually a good thing. Yeah. Uh, came down the multi-million dollar uh, escalator over there. Holy Spirit spoke to me. And so I'm, so I'm going to speak with you today, even though I've got some other stuff prepared. We've got a lot of stuff we want to we want to get out there uh, today. Things, Some information. I'm, I'm fumbling as I'm thinking here. I, I don't know if you guys know this or not. Uh, you, you get a thought before you say it, don't you? So I got a little bit of blah, 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 back and forth in my own head here, which, which word I'm supposed to use. So bear with me here a little bit. Um, I, I, I was, um, I met with Roger Weaver yesterday. <clears throat> let me, let me start. Here. I'm going somewhere. Okay. You say, who's Roger? My, attorney Roger Weaver, because Michelle and I yesterday signed our, uh, trust. Do you guys have a family trust? So I've been doing a little bit of studying on that and saying, you know, if I, if Michelle and I were killed in a car accident, God forbid, and, uh, we were dead. Who, what would happen to our estate? Who would get our house and our cars and our underwear and our toenail clippers? And who, who would get all that? Well, it goes into a process called probate. If you don't have clear delineation of where your stuff goes, the court gets to decide that. So probate is nothing more than a simple process whereby it clearly spells out the family trust. We now have a Dobbin Meyer family trust. It clearly spells out if something happens uh, to me, Michelle's in charge. And if something happens to me and Michelle, and you understand? So at the end, because I could bring Mike Blake in here, not to put Mike Blake on the on the spot, but his father passed without a without a real, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A real organized uh, plan on how to diver, diver, diverge, get rid of his assets. You with me? Everybody picking it up? Picking it up. So uh, Michelle and I went and did that yesterday. In fact, Roger's going to make that presentation for us at the annual, explain to you why it needs to be done and how easy it is to be done so that it's clearly by law. When when Michelle and I pass, we know where stuff goes or who's in charge of it anyway, right? We don't have to go to some probate judge. And as Roger said to me yesterday, when that happens, when you go into probate, when it goes, when you die and you go into court, the only one who makes money is the lawyer. That's what Roger said. So, so you're listening to me, and this is very—it's a very, very simple thing to do. Anyway, that, I've, we did that yesterday. Michelle and I did that yesterday, and I got thinking. Is all the, all the way home? I didn't say this to Michelle, and I'm going to say it to you today. And listen, I'm not trying to pick your pocket. Relax. It's not about raising funds. Okay, it's not. I was thinking as I was coming home, trying to run through my head and our estate, you know, our house, and you know, gold, silver, all that stuff. Um. And then, and then it hit me. Are you, are you guys looking at me? What are you accumulating stuff for? 
Why, why am I, I'm talking about me, I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about me. Why am I so stingy? And here I am at 70 years old, and Michelle's 67 years old, and how, how much longer are we going to live, Clay? Am I going to make it 10 years? Am I going to make it 20 years? And, and so I'm accumulating all this stuff. And hey, by the way, some of you out there accumulated a lot more than me. And what's going to happen to it when you die? Amen. You say, well, I'm going to, I'm going to hand it off to my kids. Well, that may not be a good thing. <laughs> some of you got some kids and got no business having money. Somebody, yay men and me, relax. I'm not trying to get your money. Okay, relax. I'm trying to help you think. Because there's, there are things called uh, natural laws, spiritual, spiritual laws, spiritual laws. And we, we repeat them. We can say these spiritual laws. In fact, I got some I'm printing. I may get into it later. I want you to think about this. It's better to give than receive. That is a spiritual law. How many of you actually find actually think that way? Or do you think, do you think that golly, what if I give this up? Wow, God, now I don't have it. Now I don't have it. I give it up. I don't have it. And really, probably at the heart of it, at the center of all of this, is nothing more than fear. Fear. And I, I often wonder how many families, Mike, uh, I don't know, is Mike Blake hanging out in here today? I wonder how many, fa- I wonder how many families, because Mike just went through it, are get divided over things mom and dad left behind. Now, I'm all for leaving an inheritance. A wise man, the Bible says a wise man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. But I know this, as I look out on the spectrum of America, can, is there anybody out there that can tell me with assurance that a year from today, the dollar will even be, even be viable? Will we be using dollar bills a year from today? We talk about, we hear him talking about uh, uh, the cryptocurrency and digital currency, you know. All that stuff that you've accumulated and I've accumulated, and they tell me my house is worth X amount of dollars. What's, what? 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 Say, so, well, coach, you're a millionaire. You're sitting on a $400,000, whatever, right? You paid off your mortgage. Wow. Well, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. No. And the one's going to benefit from that thing when I leave is my, I, I assume my children, but what are they going to do with it? Is that really what I want to do? Do I want to leave a real big pile of money to people who didn't earn it? Because if you know anything at all, you know this, that when you feed a dog, he keeps coming back, right? He keeps coming back to be fed again. If he found a place where he can get a free meal, how about you? You're going to keep going back. They call them uh, uh, homeless shelters, don't they? They keep going back to homeless shelters. So if you if you permit, or oh man, if you allow your children Listen, I'm talking to me, not you. If you allow your children to get money they didn't earn, whoa, you are in dangerous territory. Would anybody amen me out there? Would anybody amen me? Amen. Amen. Left me a million dollars and you just go out and freaking, huh? Right? Right? So the Bible says that it's better to give than it is to receive. Why are we so hesitant to give? If they're really and truly, I'm not trying to get money from you. I'm trying to set you free. If there really is a law of sowing and reaping, if it's really a law like breathing air, breathe oxygen, you live. Breathe carbon monoxide, you die. It's a law. 
And if God's law said it's better to give than to receive, and if God's law said you will reap what you sow, if you don't sow anything, you're going to reap what you sowed, nothing. If these are spiritual laws, why are these so hard for us to obey? I think there's two things that are at the center of it. Number one, fear. Who's going to take care of me? In fact, I'm sitting there yesterday with Roger. Roger, I'm not making fun of you. Roger's talking about, well, if you have to go into a nursing home and you have to go into assisted living, I want to to smack you. I ain't going to live like that. (laughs) I ain't going to live like that, live out of fear. But see, that's the system, isn't it? That's the fear system. And do you guys know this? That if I, Michelle and I, go into assisted living, if I were to do that, or she, I, I were to croak and Michelle has to go into assisted living. You guys know that they take all that inheritance and they spend that on, the government takes all of that to pay for your living. It's called a look back, a five-year look back. And so all that money that you saved goes to the government to take care of you and wipe your butt because you can't do it yourself anymore. You, y'all with me? Y'all with me? And to think, you know what? That is not what I labored my whole life for. That's, that's by the way, that's, Roger told me that even with a, a uh, um, probate, even probate done properly, the government can still come and get your money if you go into, if you go into uh, assisted living. So, so hang on, hang on. I'm, I'm heading somewhere. I'm talking to me this morning. I get a lot of requests from people who need money. I get a lot of them. And I always try to help. And I, you know, some of you know I spoke a little bit about that yesterday. And here's the question I have to ask myself, and I would ask you. If somebody needs money, why wouldn't I give it to them? If the Bible says that it's better to give than to receive, why wouldn't I give it to them? If the Bible says that you reap whatever you sow, why wouldn't I sow? Why wouldn't I do that? Because there's something innately inside of us that we do not understand God's spiritual laws. We don't get them, friends. We don't understand them. We don't. How about the law of attraction? You guys know what the law of attraction is? You become like whom you hang out with. That's the law of attraction. Hey, you think that's not true? You guys ever look in the ghetto? You ever look in the ghetto and see what's going on there? The law of attraction? It started out what they called it, hip-hop music, they called it. Then they called it, uh, what was that? What was the first name they gave to that stuff? Uh, black black music, inner city black music was called, not hip-hop, it was called. Disco? Was it disco? No, nah, that was mm-hmm. earlier. Rap, huh? rhythm, and blues. Nah. Oh, come on. Anyway. Gangsta rap, Brian. Gangsta rap. Gangsta rap. Gangsta rap. Gangsta rap. And then what do you what do you see? You see a bunch of people becoming what they hang out with. I'm not gonna uh, I don't mean to embarrass anybody. Betty lives the law of giving. Betty does. Uh, some of the others, some of the others do. Boom. But I'm not giving anybody any any. Uh, if I if I called Betty, said Betty, had gone. I got, well, I need tires on my car. She'd freaking have them for me tomorrow. I want to be like that. You want good? Don't do you want to be like that? Why aren't we like that? Why aren't they? If I look at Clay Parker, 
I'm just using Clay because I see on the screen, Clay. I, I, I could pick the producer. I could pick Ray LeBlanc. If I knew right now that Ray LeBlanc couldn't sleep at night because he had this bill that he could, why in the hell wouldn't I pay it for him? Ray, do you have an answer for that? Why wouldn't, why wouldn't I do that? Why wouldn't I, as Woody Hayes always taught us, why wouldn't I pay forward? Pay forward. Say, yes, you're planning. And you see, see, we live in an attitude. We live in it, whether we know it or not. The devil has convinced us that we live in a world of lack. We're going to spend it and it will be gone. And Jesus says, no, you dummy. You live in a law of abundance. You plant and it grows. But you can't, me, I'm talking to me. I'm not talking to you today. I can't get more get in my hand because I won't let go what I already got. And I'm holding on to seed. Friend, I'm going to run out. Oh, poor man, I'm going to run out of seed. And we are conditioned to live a life of lack rather than abundance. Now, I'm not a name it, claim it, blab it, grab it kind of guy. But if it's a law that you sow and reap, what the hell is wrong with us? Mm-hmm. Again, I'm talking to me. Because Roger really focused me yesterday on, on probate stuff. I own. Who's going to get your cars? Who's going to get uh, family jewel? Who's going to get? Uh, who's going to get all that stuff? I think. Oh, geez, I don't care. Here's the question. I think I want to die broke. Wouldn't that be better? <laughs> Would, wouldn't I be better if I took everything I have right now and did everything? I, if it's a law of sowing and reaping, wouldn't I just start giving away stuff? Not just giving it away, but giving it where there's a need. And I'm not talking about your church. And I'm not talking about United Way. I'm talking about the personal connection that you get when you go and give somebody 50 bucks when they didn't have 50 bucks. They'll never forget it. So I want you to relax. I'm trying to set you free. All right. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to pick your pocket. I'm talking to me and Michelle. And see, folks, uh, finances is fake. First of all, finances is fake. So Michelle and I purchased when uh, uh, when we bought Sky High. I'll let it's public knowledge. I'll let the cat out of the bag. Going through the long. I'm not talking about money. I'm not trying to get your money. I'm trying to set you free. We purchased Sky High for uh, $280,000. I want you to sit on that a second. 32 acres. $280,000. A house on top of it. It's like the Lord said, ah, here, somebody have it. Here, here Lord. Now, through inflation, anybody want to wager what that thing's probably worth? What is that thing probably worth? I, I mean, I don't even know. They inflate them. They inflate it so they can charge you more taxes. You picked up on that one, right? You understand that? That inflation does nothing more than raise value so they can tax you more. But I bet you're right. I don't. I don't. If I were to put sky high on the market tomorrow, I don't have any idea what I would ask. I don't have any idea. But I'm betting it'd be close to six figures. Is that seven figures? It'd probably be, I'd probably be pushing a million dollars. I'm just telling you the truth about my life, right? But you, you know what? It's phony. It's phony. It sits there worth a million dollars, let's say. What's it worth to me? 
what what can I do? It drains me. I have to mow have to mow the grass. I have to clean it. Have to power wash it. Have to put new roofs on it. Right. So it's actually a financial drain to me. But I sit here with the idea that, gee, coach, man, look what you got. I don't have anything. It just sits there, and somebody tells me that's what it's worth. Right? You with me? You with me? And then when I and then when I die, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to get a lawyer to keep my kids from fighting over who gets it. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, boy, this is really good because we all really, really need to kind of take an assessment of where we are and what really matters to us. Because uh, truth is, I won't give what's in my hand for fear I'll be out, I'll be empty because I don't understand that law of sowing and reaping. I don't understand. So I'm going to stop and let you relax. I'm not trying to pick your pocket. I'm speaking to somebody out there. Some of you are sitting on a huge pile of money. For what? Well, I'm going to leave it to my kids. Oh, no. Oh, tell me you're not. You ever, anybody ever seen anybody ruined more by an inheritance? Hmm. So I'm not telling you not to be wise. Does anybody think the dollar bill will be good uh, five years from now? Is it going to be a dollar bill five years from now? Does anybody think cryptocurrency is going to be worth something? Does anybody think that property they tell me is worth a million dollars or I think is worth a million dollars? I don't know. I mean, does anybody think that's going to be worth a million dollars three years from now? Or is it going to be worth 110000 which is probably what it really is anyway, right? Right? So uh, we've got to plug in to God's finances, whatever that is. And maybe I'll do a class or have somebody else do a class on what God says about money. Bible says a wise man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. But I want you to know something. It ain't money. I'm going to tell you this. The inheritance I'm leaving to my grandchildren is far greater than any dollar bill I'm going to give them. And that's what we need to focus on, right? We need to focus on. And shame on me if I sit here with an abundance and I allow one of my brothers to struggle. Can't sleep at night because he can't pay a bill. You with me? You with me? And the last thing I ever want to be is be like a church where I got to pay all my staff and I've got to pay for the plumbing. I got to pay for everything before I can ever sow it into somebody else's life. Shame, shame on me. Lord, take it all if I ever get to that point. Because the most valuable thing in your life is people. And you mean to tell me that you could lessen somebody's burden by giving them just paper money? Really? Stuff that you can go out and earn on the street? You mean you could go sell some of your junk and raise $1,000 and give it to somebody so they can sleep at night? Yeah, that's the way it's supposed to work. In fact, if I go out and sell all that stuff and get $1,000 and send $1,000 to Clay, according to the Bible, I've got, I got more coming in. <laughs> I got more coming in when I do that. But we, we're so, man, we're so, we're so tied up in self lack and, but now, now, hang on, because <clears throat> they can take it the wrong way, right? Then, the, then it can be name it, claim it, and you know, I'm, I'm getting all this stuff, and God wants you to be blessed, and blah 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 blah. Bible says that the same measure you give out, it's going to be given back to you. I think I read just read that. I think I just read that. Right? Who's your who's your who's your provider? Really? Okay, I'll get off of money because it makes people nervous. Okay, so because it makes you nervous, that tells you something about your heart. Amen? Oh, my goodness. Okay, hang on. But really important tonight. Really, really important. 
And you got to help me spread this because they p- p- popped up on top of me really, really quick. What I'm looking for. Tonight, we have uh, Richard Gage, 911 Engineers for Truth. Folks, he's going to take our calls. We're going to, we're you're going to ask him about 911, and you're going to find out that all this mess that we're dealing with right now, 911 was a crap show. It was set up. It was a government operation. Richard Gage will be here just with us tonight and your followers, anybody. So if you want anybody to be able to watch this, just always tell them, just go to Coach Dave Live because they can. Isn't that it, Spencer? Can't they just go to Coach Dave Live and go to our website and it'll be playing right there on the website for them. That's all they have to do. They don't have to download anything, have to do anything. And get the word out there. Hey, you guys still believe that uh, 911 was uh, so Muslims flying planes in the towers? Don't miss Coach Dave tonight at 7 o'clock. And Richard Gage, 911, is going to be good. going to be good. So spread the word. <clears throat> He'll be with us tonight. He's going to tell us what all. You know, the Patriot Act came about as a result of Richard Gage, right? Richard Gage. Huh? That led us to the Patriot Act. Anybody out there trust Dick Cheney? Anybody out there trust him? Hmm? Oh, no, 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 no. So Richard Gage tonight at 7 o'clock is going to give us proof of a demolition. That's what he's going to talk about tonight. Physics, science. Everybody loves science, don't they? Hey, Paul, hey Spencer, I sent you a little video. Pull that up there real quick. It's, it's just the YouTube. Just the YouTube. By the way, happy birthday, Bob Evans. Happy birthday out there, Bob Evans. Okay. Now, here's one of, some of you know this, some of you don't know this. We know the Twin Towers fell, but most people don't know there was a third tower that fell. There was a third tower that fell. And this is the video of the third tower falling. And then Richard Gage and and 911 Engineers for Truth, they've been doing research on the Twin twin Towers. And then somebody said, yeah, what about Tower 7? And they said, what? Yeah, Tower 7. It just just dropped like a pancake. And they started doing research on it. said, dude, dude, that was impossible. There's no way that thing could pop. Look, anything that you could, well, one minute, 24 seconds of Tower 7 falling, free falling. It was never struck by an airplane. Go ahead and play that real quick. By the way, look at the pulverized dust. Dust. Look at that. <clears throat> That's not the Twin Towers. That's not the Twin Towers. That's a tower a couple blocks away. It didn't even get struck with anything. Boom. But what did they do? Oh, those Muslims flying those planes into those towers. Yeah, oh yeah, those daggone Muslims, they did that. And then we went into the Gulf War and we destroyed all over there. Why? Oh, because <laughs> we're, we're, we, we love to spread liberty. We love to spread liberty, right? Well, Richard Gage is going to be with us tonight and he's going to tell us what really you're seeing. Look, hey folks, stop a minute. Go back here a second again. Just go back just a tad. Hey, folks, when a building falls, does it does it pulverize into dust? No. <laughs> you ever seen one? You ever seen one pulverize into dust? Some of those demolit, you know, they bring down those old buildings, they end up in a pile of sticks, maybe. But the 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 two befores don't become toothpicks. 
<laughs> Look at this. But see, they distracted us, didn't they? Oh, oh, I hate those Muslims. Oh, look what those Muslims did. And we don't even look at what they did. Say, so, well, hell, they couldn't have done that. That's what we're going to do tonight at 7 o'clock with Richard Reed. Okay, so good. Join us for that. Happy birthday to Bob Evans. I said that the annual's coming up next week. I'm, I can't wait to get it done. How about this one? Brideon on Monday, Loy Brunson is going to join me on Brideon on Monday. You say, who's Loy Brunson? You remember the Brunson brothers? The Boom. Supreme Court letters that we sent? Loy's going to be on with me on Monday because he says that thing ain't dead, baby. That thing is not dead. So uh, I, I get this all the time. People send, sending me uh, suggestions of guests. And I don't always do guests, not because I'm a know-it-all, but because I know the audience, right? And I also like to make sure I know what I'm talking about before I just bring, bring somebody on. Here's where I wanted to go today. I've already got hands. I'm, I'll, I'll come to you guys here real quick. Here's what I've written, written down so you won't think I'm making it up. It says testimony time. Because some of you out there have something to say today. Something to say. And uh, you don't always get a chance to do it. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to open it up right now. If you have something that you want to say, now's a chance to say it. Testimony time. Whatever that, whatever it be. Whatever the Lord's laid on your heart that you've been saying, you know, I, got, I, I need to say, I need to tell them about this. Or this is what happened, whatever. So I'm going to do a little bit of testimony time now, as long as this thing runs. Uh, I want to hear from you rather than from me, right? Now, hang on. Make sure, make sure Brunson, Bob Evans, happy birthday, the annual event. Uh, come on, man. Come and join us. It's going to be really, really good. Boat rides, gun, shoot guns, eat food, uh, shoot guns, eat food, tell lies, eat food. It's going to be, it's going to be really, really good. Look, looking forward to it. Betty, Fire, fireworks. fireworks, 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 fireworks. Amen. A lot of good stuff. Betty, your first one up there. Go ahead. Okay. Good morning. Yeah. Great show. Hey, um, when Ruben got hurt, I tell you what, I needed home care because he could, he was, he couldn't walk. He couldn't do it, you know, anything actually. And so I called, um, I, believe, I can't remember who, who it was I called, but they said the only way that they could take care of Rube is that we only had two vehicles and it couldn't be worth over $140,000. So they would take one of our vehicles. We we're only allowed to have two acres. Praise God, we only have one acre, so they couldn't take the acre. Plus, they were going to take all our paychecks just so he could have someone come in to take care of yeah, him at know. night. So I am hoping that uh, Roger has some paperwork for me when he have your event because I need to get this done because you're right. If I or Rube or both of us end up even in a nursing home because of an accident just to get some care for a week or two, we're going to lose everything. I'll lose everything. Good. That's right. Right. It's good. Uh, amen, Betty. Amen. And so, uh, again, what? see, folks, this has happened to us so gradually. You remember the day when the church would have taken care of you? And also, Coach, one thing, too, I wanted to add with hospice, you would think they would have some kind of program, but they do. If you if you get Alzheimer's, they will come in under Medicare so you don't lose nothing to take care of your spouse or your family member. So hospice is takes care not just of those who are past, getting ready to pass away, but 
Alzheimer's. Just so I just for your information, because people don't know that either. Yeah, that's right. That's right. If I had it to do all over again, our, my mother was in. Uh, she went into assisted living uh, last few years of her life. She had five kids. And truth be told, we were probably too selfish to take mom in. And she went into an assisted living, and we we lied to ourselves and said, "Well, she enjoys it there because she can socialize, and uh, you know, she got friends." And and she did. She really did there for a while. But can I tell you the truth? It wasn't convenient for us to take mom in. It wasn't convenient. And that's another thing that government has given us, see? Senior care. Senior care? What? I told you I saw my great-grandfather die in his house. And I saw him die in his home because his daughter-in-law was taking care of him to the very end. They didn't send him to the old folks' home. Amen. And, and see, we've robbed our children. Because our children don't get that experience of end of life, of watching grandpa get old and need help. And the church, heaven forbid, the church take care of people. What? It's the government's job. That's why I paid into Medicare all these years. So I've seen your care. I told myself, if I ever get that, if I ever get that bad, go throw me in that pond where they'll know. Will you just put me in my wheelchair? Give me six beers, get me drunk, and roll me down the hill. I'll think it's fun, and it'll be over. Don't, 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 uh, don't break, please, Lord. Anyway, you're with me. I know you're with me, Craig. Because here's a good one. I, I felt guilty. I, I, I do feel guilty sometimes, believe it or not. Uh, it's Joe Silver. Silver needs our help. And you know what our mindset is? Mine. I'm talking to me. Well, let's. Isn't there some government program we can pull Joe into? What about the VA? Won't the VA take care of Joe? What about the ME? You know what the ME is, don't you? Not the VA, the ME. How come I, maybe I can take care of him. Is there anything I can do to help him? Well, coach, I, I can't do that because I might need the money. I might need the money to leave to my grandchildren. I can't take care of Joe. See, it's all mindset for us all, isn't it? It's all mindset. And the government has made it that way, see? This world system has made it so I can't see it's if we would really, really look at it, think how precious beginning of life is, a baby, and how precious end of life should be. We should never farm either one of those off to anybody. I'm not trying to make you guilty. Just trying to get you to understand that something different happens to us when we become believers. That world system, we we're not of that world system. But yet we continue to connect ourselves to it. Go ahead, Craig. Thanks, Coach. I mean, uh, maybe at the end, if you just give me a minute here, you could uh, have Spencer pull up Ecclesiastics 12, 6 through 8, and you could read that. Um, just a little update on Silver. Uh, you know, he's he's out of the um, facility, nursing facilities, but he, you know, his family's taking care of him. He's doing, doing the same thing you're saying, right? He's living as daughters and um, Jamie's getting, they're going to have to sell their house and build something that's a little bit more conduit, but, but a need that they have right now, uh, is, uh, transportation. They don't have a really any type of vehicle to get silver back and forth. So they need a van that has, uh, a, a lift, right? So what we're trying to do is to help facilitate that, you know, we got a hundred pairs of eyes here 
and a lot of different people with different connections, right? Um, one of the things uh, she had also said about a scooter, and you're working on that, but if anybody knows of some, uh, you know, we all have connections, right? We all have uh, relatives. Maybe someone's passed on. They have an old scooter. Uh, maybe they have a, an older van. You know, we're not looking for fancy. We're looking for reliable that uh, might be uh, able to be used, converted, or even one that has an, a lift or something like that, or even a ramp. Um, I was looking on the internet. Um, just something, you know, in a in a low end of it would be around twelve to fifteen. I mean, these new things cost like fifty or you know forty fifty thousand. I understand that's not a reality, but uh, we're just looking at the fifteen. Uh, Jamie has around three, four thousand dollars she can put towards that. Uh, so I put in the links, give, send, go. That's uh, uh, where you can get some money towards that. I asked uh, Jeff Klein to start kind of looking to see if there's any, you know, a van that might pop up that's kind of reliable, um, so that at least we could have something to shoot for. But uh, if we could help, start putting a few dollars towards that, so when we do have it, we can pull the trigger. Because right now, if they want to take uh, silver somewhere they have to to get some sort of outside service to come get them in a van and and i guess the va gives them a few dollars towards that but they'd like to be able to go as a family hey let's go out to dinner or let's go you know let's go to a memorial day parade or something like that um and they don't have ability to do that uh, or so that's the need so craig listen dude somebody needs to head this project up okay we need we need some concrete stuff that we need if we have to raise $18,000 for silver, that should be nothing. That should be a piece of cake for us to be able to do that. But we need, we need, uh, we need a plan, right? Okay. Can Jeff Klein get him a van? Does Jeff know where to get one? Uh, let's not put all that on Jeff. Jeff maybe can make a connection for us. Somebody's got to head that up though. Somebody has to head right. it up. Yeah. So we're just, we're just, we're in the beginning stages of it. I'm sharing the information. Uh, Jeff said he'd be happy to look around. I mean, I didn't ask him to t head it up. Um, and, you know, but um, anyways, let's, let's uh, we have a lot of people. You never know. You might know a family relative that's well off and somebody passed. And it's like we got this van that was been in the family for 15 years. It's <laughs> And maybe they, you know, would be kind enough to say, well, hey, look, for $10,000, we will let it go. Who knows? Yeah, that's you know, right. We need to pray about it also, you know. I'm going to ask Trent on his prayer team, please, you know, let's ask the Lord to open the doors of heaven right and through our connections uh i think we can make it happen amen craig i appreciate you doing that and i'm looking right now shame on me if you're listening out there the one who had the had the uh scooter i thought i'd saved it i'm sure i did someplace i can't they, they had a they had one that they were willing to donate do you still have that do you think uh craig because I, I sent that link to somebody like i do so often you know it's not i'm not going to handle this so I'll get it to somebody else. And uh, uh, yeah, I'll look at it. But you know, if you could just read that Ecclesiastics twelve six, because I think it really talks about the spirit of what your monologue was, and it really kind of applies to what silver yeah. going through. So you want me to read Ecclesiastes twelve six? Is that what you said, uh, Craig? Six, six through eight. Twelve six through eight. Okay, <clears throat> we'll get it out there. Or ever the silver cord be loosed or the golden bowl be broken, or the pitcher be broken at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the cistern. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. Vanities of vanities, saith the preacher, all is vanity. How sick it's going to be, would be, will be, 
if I got a great big pile of money in the bank and they close the bank. Wow. Anybody think that could happen? Yeah. They said, so they said, well, that's why I'm, that's why I'm putting it gold and silver. Okay. To do what with? Well, I'm going to give it to my kids. Oh, okay. Why don't you do it for them now? Should pay off their house now. If you if you're storing up all those wealth that riches to give to your kids, what well, they probably need it now. And you say, well, I'm not going to give it to them now. They just spend it. Well, they're going to spend it when you're dead. They're just going to spend it when you're dead. And that's the point that I've made many, many times. Put your kids in Christian education for them. You pay the bill for them. Wow. Good stuff, Craig. Thanks. We get we can't let that we can't let that fall. Mark Manningly, I know Mark Manningly needs help. I just I yeah. Amen. Amen. Better to give than it is to receive. That's what it says. Gee. Kevin. Uh, well, coach, I put my hand up when we we're still showing like the nine eleven. Okay, right. John, I don't know if we're beyond that topic. I can save I can save the comment oh, later if you want. Okay. Well, what what I find interesting, okay, because we were looking at building number seven, and and that is absolutely the biggest smoking gun of that entire day. I mean, if you, it, watch, it was tonight, a if you watch tonight, you're going to know, folks. I'm telling you. Oh, I tell you, this guy's great. I know who he is, and uh, guys, tune in. I'm telling you, this this is going to be worth your time. This this man is outstanding. But what I find what I found interesting was back in I don't know somewhere between 2007 2009 was when I started looking into the truth behind 9-11. And I started going through scores of hours of footage and testimony and professional opinions and on and on and on and on. And one of the things that that I found most interesting, and this will get you, okay, was a team of independent researchers, okay, who had the footage of building number seven. And they approached a third-generation Italian demolition expert, okay? He was, he was the, the great-grandson, and he was still carrying on the tradition, had, had imploded, you know, hundreds and hundreds of, of big, big buildings. And they brought the footage to him, and they showed him the footage, but they didn't tell him what he was looking at. So this was completely free of any narrative, okay? And they they, they showed it to him, and he's in, you know, they said, "Well, now what are you looking at?" He said, "Well, this is this is a demolition, this is an implosion," and they said, "Okay, we're going to back it up, we're going to slow mo it, we want you to tell us why." And he he walked them through the entire thing. Okay, this is when these charges go off. You're going to see this fall, then that fell. Now you're going to see these little sprites. Okay, and then that happened. I mean, just he said, "This is a classic textbook demolition. It's actually a very good one too. That it went off without a hitch." And then they told him what he was looking at. And he had no idea he was looking at building number seven and his jaw hit the floor. Now that is pure testimony right there. There's no narrative involved. There's no bias involved. It's here. What do you see? What are you looking at from an absolute expert? And he broke the entire thing down. This, this building was brought down. That one, that one blew my cookie. It really, it really, really did. So I just wanted to throw that in there because you were showing the, the footage of building number seven. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's what, uh, that's what Richard Gage is going to, going to talk about. Blessings. Uh, uh, get my brain working here. Myra. Coach, thank you. Um, I have 
Proverbs 22, 1 through 2. A good man is a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold. The rich and poor meet together. The Lord is the maker of them all. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord is the maker of them all. Amen. Revelation 20, come on in. Good morning, Coach. Good morning. Uh, I just want to testify about the giving, generous nature of the people in this queue. Uh, last last winter, I wasn't going to be able to make my rent, and a lot of the people in this queue stepped up and helped me get to where I am today. So I want to testify about that. And then I also want to say that uh, my brother and I were conditionally approved for a loan on the home that we're trying to purchase and live in right now. So I'm happy about that. And so long as that we live here in this home, we'll continue to lose, use this land to magnify the Lord. Amen. 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 See, uh, Wes, that's one of the, we, we, uh, we got to ask ourselves, why did the Lord bless? Why did the Lord give me sky high? For me? So I can go fishing? So I can, why? And I said from the very beginning regarding sky high, the Lord gave us sky high because some of you all are going to have to come here. <laughs> that's what I think. <laughs> that's, that's what I think, right? And so I build a pond because we'll have fresh water, right? It's that fresh water when the power goes down and all that and, and uh, generators don't work because there isn't any gas. Yeah, folks, come on, man. Come on. Why? Why did he give it? He just give it to me because he just wanted to bless me because I'm just such a, he's just such a proud and I'm just such a good old boy. No, he gives it, gives it to me because he knows that I'm going to use it in the right way. And that's, that's part of that test that we go through, especially the hardest thing. You can ask people to come over and help you move. You can over, ask them to come over and help you build. You can ask them to come over and help you tear down. You can ask them to come over and yeah, fix my car, change my tires, patch, patch my roof. Did you ask him for 50 bucks? Oh, why is, what is, why is that? Why are we like that? Good question. Dale. Amen, brother. There's a super lot of truth to a lot of that, you know, coach, going back to the, the, uh, the thing you begin the show with, with the investments and the trusts and stuff, you know, the crazy thing is, yeah, they raised the, the cost value of your property, right? So you pay taxes on it and then, and then when you die, guess what? You got to pay the inheritance tax on the that's property. Right. That's going to be right. debated. Brother, it's tax all the way around. They get you coming into the earth. They get you going out of the earth. And, you know, I fully agree. Why, why hold back? And that, listen, I, I am a firm believer. Don't just dump it on your kids because you, you could actually do more damage than good. Yeah, that's right. But also, you know, I, you know, one of the things we've started with, with Jonathan and stuff, no banks involved. Get the stupid banks out of that. You know, and so we we did this and then he owns a house now. And guess guess where his money's going back into? Into the doggone estate that's gonna become his anyway, you know. How about was, that, huh? Well, who would have ever thought of that, huh? You know, who'd have thought of that? Right. So, you know, and I love to give brother, I live I used to eat out of trash cans. And brother, I'm I'm a faithful giver. I give where I'm supposed to, but you know, and I believe you gotta be led by the Lord, but I believe that just dumping that on your children's footsteps. How about enjoy watching them enjoying that at the same Amen. time? Amen. 
and not having to work two jobs and send the kids to babysitters and do all that kind of stuff. Wow. I make sure See, what Dale just said, what Dale just said is brilliant. And the fact is, if you're able to pay for it for your children, still charge them rent, charge them a mortgage. Money comes back into the kitty. It doesn't go to the bank. It comes into okay, the kitty. I charge you're not getting any interest on your money anyway when you put it in the bank, right? It's a three. I charge them a three percent interest. Where are you going to get that out there? It doesn't matter. Guess what? It's still going back to them not at the, the end bank. of the day, believing oh, that it's yes. going to then go to their children, doing the same thing that I've done to them that they'll do it. See, when we hoard it, you know what we're teaching our children to do? Hoard it. That's what we're teaching our children to do. But Dale, at the heart of that, why do we hoard? Why do we hoard? Yeah. I'm going to show you Greed and pride. Greed and pride. That is. It's it's greed and it's pride. Yeah, it is. Fear. Fear. I'm afraid I'm not going to have enough, right? I don't want to be a burden to my children. You don't want to be a burden to their children? Okay. Pay off their house for them. <laughs> and then if you die, they got a place to live. You have to go to the nursing home. Well, they don't want to take care of me. Oh, <laughs> there ain't no quid pro quo here then. Huh? They just want your money. They don't want the responsibility of having taken care of you. That's a hell of a deal. <laughs> That's a good one. One thing, Clay, I'm looking for someone as you talk here. Go ahead. Well, accumulating material things and items is a massive burden. I mean, it can be a massive burden. Hang on, Clay. Uh, Hang on. Because the first thing they're going to do when you die is your kid's going to get rid of all that crap. How, what are they going to do with all this crap grandpa's been keeping, right? Go ahead, Clay. But even even while you're alive, if, I mean, if, you've, if you're planting a garden, then buying a garden tiller, well, that's something that's useful. And if you're going to be using it, then that's a blessing. But if you're going to be buying, buying an RV and you're not going to be using it and it's just sitting out in your yard, then it's a worry because you got to worry about what's happening to it the whole time. I, I told you, uh, I think it was yesterday, that one of my cars has got a sunroof in it. And I didn't want a sunroof, but I needed a car, you know, a while back, and it had one. Well, the, the drain hose messed up on the drain of the sunroof because it's an old car. And I got in the car the other day, and there's a puddle of water in the floor. <laughs> so I spent two days repairing a drain hose on a sunroof. And if we wouldn't have had that stupid sunroof, I wouldn't have wasted two days of work trying to <laughs> fix the situation. So That's I'm right. trying to become a minimalist, you know, to make life easier. <laughs> And I'm trying to sell some things that we don't need to bring some funds in. But one more thing, I got a a guy that I know that through the construction and we kind of become friends, but I told you he's, he's not a Christian. I'm I'm hoping to be able to bring the Lord to him. He's got a a motorcycle that's $65,000 investment. He bought a base model and then he added everything he possibly could chromed it out and everything. And now it's it's like mint condition, but it's several years old. And if you look at the blue book on it, it's like $20,000. So he's got $65,000 invested. Now, $45,000 is what he's going to lose on this motorcycle when he sells it. And, he, and, and think of the good that that could have done for somebody instead of just going yep. to nothing. The money's going to nothing. It's not going anywhere. It's just wasted. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's the heart of it, man. Uh, Roger, come on in. Then get. I just sent you a video, Spence. Get that thing ready for me if you could. Go ahead, Roger. You know, I was raised by uh, a tight wad, 
and and, yeah. and in the Weaver household, the day that that money went into the bank, it never came out. Right. Now, if my dad was alive now, he would think I'm spending like a drunken sailor. <laughs> so I've always struggled between those two worlds of uh, saving and spending a little and enjoying it. Right. I my testimony is I'm I'm kind of a hoarder of of assets a little bit. And I, and I think I'm getting better at releasing. Um, but it was, I think my heart always kind of felt, well, I need to be able to take care of my family. But my, my prayers over the years have always been, Lord, don't let this interfere with you being the great provider. I don't, I don't want to be the provider. So I, I do believe there's a little balance. Um, but I think I've got a little work in that area because, again, so much of it came through my gene pool. You know what I'm saying? That's right. It, That's right. You know, both my parents were kind of cuspus on the Depression era, raised on farms. They saved Amen. every. Yep. They saved every corn can, you know, green <laughs> bean can that you could. And like I said, he was a tightwad. Now I've been blessed with his tightwadness a little bit. Right. But he'd look at me like a drunken sailor if he knew what I might be doing. Yeah, but he, but, he didn't want to spend anything, right? Just keep no, it. And he never, he didn't enjoy any of it. That's the sad thing is, is yeah. he had the ability to enjoy it with his family, but he was just too focused on saving it and counting it. And uh, I inherited some of that, but it, because you were raised around it, you know, you yeah. know, I, I don't, you know, they they fight over me getting potato chips at lunch and school. <laughs> You know, when, when the kids were trading lunch things, you know, I had an apple, potato chips, and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and they all had ding-dongs to trade. Um, so, Amen. you know, that, that's just a little bit of my testimony. It's, But I think deep down in my heart and the hearts of those that are listening, our Lord is our provider. We don't want to lose ever lose sight of that, and we do want to be generous and move mm. in that direction, even as hard as it may be because of how you were raised. Amen. Amen. Hey, Roger, let's, folks, let's never forget this. Never forget this. The Lord provides for others through us, through one another. Yeah. Yeah. That, don't you? Huh? Yes. Some some people out there praying, Lord, I need a financial breakthrough. Lord, I, and hell, you're the answer. <laughs> you're the answer. And, and it's a mindset, right? I, I think what you said, Roger, is really, really true. Probably in your life, that's really, remember we talked about a first truth, right? That's probably really hard to overcome. When your dad always kept and you're given, that's, that's got to be. Well, you, you, you feel like you're doing something wrong. You know, you're, (laughs) you, you know, they, his parents would, you know, go into the big city and sell milk and cheese and as farmers. And, you know, you just, you kind of just like, it's, it's like, it's disrespectful. You know, that's right. That's right. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Oh, I hope my kids aren't plotting my death, trying to figure out what they're going to divide up here. I hope that's not going on. Could be. Dave Allison. Yeah. Good morning, everyone. Great, uh, great conversation. Uh, I like what you said about, you know, if, if you decide to give your children something inheritance, that's, that's on you. And I think that's proper. When I looked at the story of the prodigal son, I asked the Lord, Lord, because what did he do? He asked for his inheritance early, right? And I said, Lord, how am I, how am I doing that? Right, because I realize God gives us a story for a lesson, right? And we look at that and say, "Well, shame on that guy." And actually, what Lord's trying to say is, "Hey, take a look at yourself." And what I realize is, God showed me. He says, "When you take what I've given you to to use on the kingdom, 
and you spend it on yourself, mm. you're spending your inheritance. Well, you are, brother. That's a tough one, Dave, because see, the church tells us that God wants to bless us with stuff. The church doesn't tell us we're supposed to bless others with what we have. We don't understand that, right? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Betty, then Tim. So, Yes, um, Rube's brother. He always said he wanted to be the richest man in Belmont County when he died. So he would tell us that. And he says if he dies, then just write the check and put it in his coffin. And it's like, are you serious? Uh, so, so I told him, well, I hope they do that, but I hope the wife runs as fast as she can when that coffin is going into the grave to change the account. <laughs> amen. amen. Tim, come on in, Tim. Yeah, I'm going to be a true American. I'm going to become a Puritan. Get on a sailboat, sail around, eat vegetables. <laughs> Yeah, man. Hey, are you coming, Tim? He better. He better. The flights will, flights will uh, get higher and higher and higher. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, today. A bid for today. Okay, do it, man. Do it. Craig. Because there's a spiritual inheritance and there's a physical, right. and a lot man will be generous in both. Amen. 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 I want to show Roger. Do you want to say something, or didn't get your hand down? Because I want to show I want to show a powerful clip here. It's one of the most powerful movie clips of all times from Schindler's List. And if you haven't seen Schindler's List, and maybe you're not going to get it, but this guy had the ability. Uh, he was he was in a power position, and he had the ability to. Real power is, like I said, real power is not using the power you have. That's the real power, right? This is a powerful clip at the end of his life. What he realizes about his hoarding. Go ahead. As soon as piece occurs, I want um, I want that cloth distributed to the workers. Two and a half meters each. Also, each person is to get a bottle of vodka. They won't drink it. They know its value. Likewise, those Egyptian cigarettes we organize. It'll be done. Everything you ask. These are all the people. Hang on a minute. These are the people that Schindler saved, okay? The ones that are standing there. These are the ones that he saved. Go ahead. We have written a letter trying to explain things in case you were captured. Every worker has signed it.
I don't know. Fine, just. I could have got more. Oscar, there are 1,100 people who are alive because of you. Look at them. If I'd made more money. <laughs> I threw away so much money. <laughs> you have no idea. If I just... There will be generations because of what you did. I didn't do enough. You did so much. This car. Good, what about this car? Why did I keep the car? Ten people right there. Ten people. You could have sold the car and saved ten, ten people. people. Two more people. You would have given me two for at least one. You would have given me one. One more. One more person. A person stand for this. I could have got one more person. And I didn't. Hmm. I could have done so much more, huh? See you tomorrow.